Hello world, welcome to Hopecast. This is our podcast on spirituality, sexuality, wellness and queerness. It's two of us this week, Paul in London. Yes, we're in Lisbon. And I'm coming with a question, which is, how do I give myself in this emerging new world I'm about to move into of being unemployed? How do I give myself the best possible chance of success? And a friend of mine asked me the other day about my rituals and and I kind of drew a bit of a blank because I don't know if I have any. I don't know what my routine is going to be like. But I know there's something quite seductive about the idea of a ritual. Like, I think I've always, you know, I'm not religious, but I've always liked the ritual aspect of Catholicism or Buddhism. You know, there's bits where I get really into it. You strike me as someone who's probably got some rituals. So, mm. yeah, I'd love to hear about them and then think about how I might, I don't know, just not ritualize as in come up with something else that's constraining, but just give a bit of structure, I guess. But maybe I'm making an assumption. Have you got rituals? Well, I have morning. I think morning rituals are really important because, you know, we wake up and our brains are still in that deep sleep, semi-subconscious state, very mm. suggestible. And so if we pick up the phone and start looking at the news or messages or apps, we lose an opportunity to just sort of ease into full mm. awakening, but taking advantage of being in the in-between space where we can create a way of, you know, just use that as an opportunity to, to suggest stuff to the mind and being which is far more uplifting or connecting than, you know, what's happening in the news, which, you know, is all going to be everything going wrong in the world, right? It's okay. So I feel like I should have a checklist. Problem number one, I get out of bed, I make coffee, I sit down, I start scrolling through my phone. And then you're off to the races and then your active mind has taken over and then you're into things you have to do, problems you have to solve, and you've lost that opportunity to, you know, that subliminal, liminal space between being fully awake when, you know, the mind is open and it's sort of a magic spot. I think it's just in the morning when we awaken that we have that opportunity. Mm. And so not to squander it, right, to use it mindfully. So, yeah, so squandering, interesting, interesting use of language. Yeah, you sort because, of smile when I said that, like something about the word squander. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess it felt, so I'm, again, I, I sit in the space between what's good rest and what's busyness, which is interesting, because then I'm, I'm thinking, well, actually, having a routine doesn't mean being busy, but where else do I just sit and tune out? And maybe the mornings is when I do that, but yeah, maybe I am squandering it. Well, it's not so, it's not really tuning out because tuning out implies some sort of disconnection, right? What you're tuning out is all the external noise, hmm. the, the TV, the news, what's happening in the world, things to do. That's what you're tuning out. And what you're really doing is tuning in. Hmm. And so you want to tune in you don't have to. Well, but it's beneficial to tune into yourself, your truth, your, you know, the gravity of your being in that moment. Like, you know, we sit in the meditation spot. That's how we met, right? Mm. It's a meditation. We're going in, we're closing out the external stimulation and we're just looking to see what's present here. 
And oh my gosh, you're a coach for the somatic school. <laughs> you know, it's it's even just stopping and getting embodied, right? And maybe that's helping me to understand why I'm not doing that. Because actually tuning in at the moment feels quite scary because there's a lot going on. So in a way, it's easier just to tune out and scroll mindlessly through Instagram. And I think that's also why it's interesting in the morning I've been going swimming rather than going to Nick's meditation class. Because I think even when I'm swimming, I can still be really like busy in my head and go, right, what am I doing today? Whereas actually, I think what I need is the opposite. I need that stillness. But there's a bit of resistance to to actually creating that silence and tuning in. Because I might look and go, whoa, what am I doing? I'm leaving my job in two days. Oh, my God. Yeah. You had a friend, I have a friend in the UK and he works for himself and uh, we, we talk a lot, but he just gets up and he's right away into doing mode and panic mode and need to get some more business going and need more clients and he gets straight into that. And I said, you know, if you actually take the time to stop, connect, drop into awareness, it's not a waste of time. It actually will allow you to see opportunities, give space for intuitive things to come up, thoughts that otherwise would get shunned out of the way, which actually then lead down the road to positive changes or benefits in clients, you know? So it's not, all you're doing is delaying all that other stuff. You're just not doing it first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. What you're doing when you wake up is saying, okay, I've got things to do and I've got a to-do list and I've got meetings or I may have calls to make. But I'm going to take the first 15 to 30 minutes, even just that of my the first hour for myself. And what's going to happen in that time? How am I going to use it wisely so that I get off on the right footing? It's like getting out on the right side of the bed. An <laughs> extension of that. Talk me through your morning routine. Okay. And it's funny because I just had a call with this with this coach group I'm on. We spend an hour and a half on morning routines. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And these are for advanced coaches, you know, just yeah. and our head coach, Steve Chandler, who's an amazing coach, just reminding us how powerful this is. And a lot of people shared this. It was wonderful. But <clears throat> what I do and I got is I make my bed. And you'll hear that from many sources. There's something about making your bed first thing when you get out. I mean, usually still in it. So I think so. You leave that, you know, make it around him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that may be, but for many, that's one way to sort of just sort of, and I, I, there was a colleague on the coaching call today. He says for him, it's like creating something. You're taking unmade bed and you're making it made. Oh, wow. So for him, it becomes a meditative act. So I do that. And sometimes it's sort of a hurried job that I'm going to try and be more mindful. And then I always get my meditation cushion next thing because if i don't do that it won't happen mm. once my day gets going i almost never meditate so it's always a morning thing the pillow is there mm. plonk myself down pull out the timer 15 20 minutes whatever it is usually it's like 18 minutes <clears throat> excuse me so you just do it on your own oh gosh yes i've been in this for like 25 years on my own oh isn't that interesting i thought i could only do it if i was in a group <laughs> well, it is easier for many, and it is an accountability thing to be in a group, right? Mm. But I mostly meditated on my own much of my adult life before joining groups and things. And if you wanted a group, there's guided meditations and there's online groups, you know, an insight timer where you can be with a group. 
But it, for me, it's always been more of an individual thing. So it's recent. This is very recent for me to meditate with others. And it's good for me. But either way, right, that you can do on your own or with someone else or others. In fact, the Tuesday mornings that I do for the men's meditation group, that is essentially my morning meditation. Hmm. I'm in my pajamas and everything, and I just get onto Zoom, and it's a little bit more present with others, but it's always lovely. So I do that. And then I do some stretching and energy work, a little bit of yoga, like 10, 15 minutes on the carpet, you know, a couple of exercises. Um, do that. And then I do the favorite part of my morning routine, which is I make myself some green tea and I get out some dark chocolate, 70% to be exact. And I have a little notebook called sort of a gratitude journal. And what I do is I write down whatever I'm grateful for or appreciative of. And usually chocolate is on the list most days. <laughs> so it's not like, oh, I'm grateful for, you know, all these big, deep, meaningful things. It's everything from the bird chirping outside my window, dark chocolate, having a lovely, you know, having someone in my life that I'm appreciative of, or my beautiful flowers that are blooming. And I do that. I write down as many as I want. And I've started now doing a practice from a few years ago where I begin to show appreciation and gratitude for things I don't want in my life. Right. Things going wrong. As a good thing. Or as a way of trying to move away from them? As a way of accepting and recognizing that everything shows up for a reason. So it's not just the things that make us happy or are fun or are positive. But for example, it wouldn't be, for example, it could be, I'm not going to say, well, I'm grateful that I had a fight with my sister. But what I would be grateful for is from this fight for my sister, realizing that I have some work to do around mm. our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or being reminded of something, of some way of being that this incident. People write, I could write down, you know, I'm grateful for actually being a little bit concerned about money today mm. because it helps me remember that I do know how to create more income if I want to and that I don't have to be stuck. So it's sort of accepting everything that comes through and recognizing that the freedom in life lies not just in pushing away things, but accepting what there is, and there's freedom in that. So those things come into the meditation too, into the gratitude list. And then mm. you know, I enjoy the chocolate, I enjoy the tea very much, and I'll usually have some sort of spiritual or uplifting music in the background, which I enjoy. I love listening to music as I do this. And it's just my little space. And, you know, give me a green tea and dark chocolate in the morning. I don't need anything else to be happy. Mm. I really am just totally 100% content. Nothing more is needed at that moment mm. for me to find joy and peace. And it's a reminder to me, Paul, that I have everything I need. Mm. And just these simple things in life, a bird, the sun, the trees, green tea and dark chocolate are enough to keep me happy. And once you see that, whatever it is for you, it sort of frees you up to know that you, you are okay. You don't need this, 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 this to be okay. It can be these simple things. And then usually I might set some intentions, but, you know, I don't do a lot of heavy intention setting, but it might be, you know, I might give a prayer of thanks to whatever power is out there and just say thank you. And... 
thank you for this. Whatever this is unfolding in my life and whatever moment of joy. And, mm-hmm. and then usually I'll go about my, and then I might sort of get on with my day and reply to messages or get ready for something or read. Sometimes I'll do some reading, mm-hmm. like a book I'm reading on coaching or spiritual stuff or reflection. Mm-hmm. Might do a little bit of that. But the mornings are my time. I don't take calls. I don't plan things first thing in the day. Um, I tell people I'm busy. Can't meet you before 11 is usually what I say. Mm. Because that's my time. You're so good. Well, I don't know if it's good. No, but... you are. I hear this and I think I'm just a monster. I, I fall oh, out of bed and I fall out of <laughs> bed in the morning. First thing I do is make a cup of really strong coffee. I sit on my phone and I scroll through Instagram or I, oh no, the alarm goes off and that's the news. So I usually wake up angry going. Oh, the news wakes you up? Yeah. That's the alarm. And then I go, fucking, you know, waking up at six o'clock news (laughs) and not, yeah. Oh my gosh, Paul. So yeah, I wake up in a mood, have coffee, which immediately makes me feel anxious. I scroll through my phone and probably compare myself to everyone on Instagram. (laughs) Then I go to the gym and swim for a bit or, well, yeah, swimming lately, sometimes weights or something. Occasionally, you know, during that, I'll probably be judging myself about, oh, I should be swimming faster or lifting more. And then I'll kind of look at the time and go, oh, I better get back and then rush back, have some toast, usually while I'm switching on my computer and then I'm into my first meeting of the day. And so I kind of compare and contrast the two and I think, my God, I've got a long way to go. And yet you make it sound really easy. And there's also an element of choice. There's an element of control that I'm about to have that's different. So I don't have to, you know, I love that sense of like, actually that morning's my time. I don't have to rush. I don't have to suddenly squeeze everything in. Because even though I I reduced my hours, it was all in the afternoon. So I'm still kind of up and ready every morning rather than going, actually, some days I might work in the evening. So. I just won't work in the morning. So you but don't yeah. have an excuse now. You, it's not like you have to get somewhere. So you have more space no. and time. So what would you do differently? <laughs> I would do what you do. <laughs> because it, there is something so attractive about that. But I, I, so I, you know, I have stopped meditating in the morning. And I think I, I just the mental gymnastics I must have been doing to convince myself I could only do it in a group that's interesting to me because I kind of go oh well if I go and have a swim it means I can't meditate okay rather than going actually I'll just do it for 10 minutes at lunchtime but which the meditation or the swim well either and it's like obviously there's something going on there that's making me stop doing it and then yeah I guess I'm just even though we're talking about rituals and routines I think I have got a routine it's just really bad it's you know there's there's habits that I've formed which I don't think are healthy and supportive and if I'm about to launch myself into this new life actually this is a chance to choose like you know choose something better I love the idea of writing in the morning I love the idea of reading in the morning because I do read it's just I'm reading stupid fucking comments on twitter yeah yeah have <laughs> I'm you getting angry again of course have you ever have you heard of morning pages no if you like to write so it came out of the book the artist's way by julia cameron oh, you're the second person to say this this week 
Well, there That's you go. So weird. That is so weird. I no, didn't know it was just... called Morning Pages, but someone else said, "Have you read The Artist's Way?" And I said, oh, "I've got it on my Kindle, but of course I haven't read it." Um, and he talked about writing in the morning, but he didn't say that's what it was. Yeah, it's one of the exercises from the book that has sort of taken a life of its own. And you can Google it, but basically what you're doing is the first thing when you get out of bed is you open the book and you do a stream of consciousness where you just write without thinking. No punctuation, no grammar, no worrying about making sense. You just write. You don't, and I think you're supposed to write several pages, seven or eight. Wow. But wow, in that, yeah, but it may be less, you can look it up. But then in that process, all the mental clutter gets dumped out. That's floating around in your mind and it gets out of your head onto paper. Wow. What I did this, I've done it on and off over the years when we're needed. And what I found is that initially it's like, why am I writing? I have nothing to write. This is stupid. I have nothing to write about. Well, that's what you were writing. or That's, that's what, what you're thinking. writing because you're oh, okay. just writing stream of consciousness. You're not yeah. thinking. And at some point, occasionally, something comes out and you say, oh, my gosh, look at that. Mm. It might be an insight. It might be just something that was buried that just then, you know, as you're tossing everything out, all the junk, there's occasionally. And then it just clears the mind. And you're not doing it for that gem, but quite often there is something that when you look at it, you say, oh, oh, look at that. Mm. So that's, if you like to journal, that might be a fun thing to try for a few weeks and just see how that feels. And do you go back and read it or do you just move on to the next one the next day? I usually read it after I've written it and I might pull out something that jumps at me sometimes the next day. My writing is so bad that usually if I don't do it, I have to then go and decipher what I've written <laughs> because it's really, you're not stopping. You don't even lift right. the hand from the page. Oh, wow. So it's very powerful. So that you know, that's one you might enjoy trying. Mm, well, yeah. Already, I'm thinking I'll do it wrong. You can't do it wrong with morning pages. There's nothing. It's impossible. It's impossible to do it wrong. Oh, I like the idea of that. I wonder if my own routines or rituals, whatever we call them that I've developed these kind of bad habits of, I wonder if they're just a coping mechanism for something, for too busy, too much on, you know, too much to think about. So it's almost like I've I've created these things, but actually they're not helping. And rather than spending half an hour on Twitter, if I was writing for 10 minutes of that, that's probably a better use of my energy. Yeah, I mean, these devices and the apps, as we know, Paul, they're all meant to be addictive. They created for that. They want us to check and keep checking and look for likes, be it Instagram or anything. So you can do that. You can. You just don't have to do it first thing in the morning. You can do it later on the bus or something if you want to. But, you know, that valuable time when your mind is open to positive suggestion and and connecting with yourself is so valuable and you know, to be squandered on Twitter. And, and I'm not saying I am perfect at this. There are days I might, I don't do Twitter for that reason, but I might pop into my Instagram. I go into WhatsApp usually to see if there's anything urgent or important for my parents. Usually there mm -hmm. isn't, but I just do a quick scan. Yeah. But occasionally I'll get into a little, I'll look and see the thread and get into a little thing. And they say, okay, you know, you're not here to look at that. Do your routine. But I stay away from most of the apps first thing. 
just WhatsApp because it's where we, I yeah. can communicate with important people. And if there's nothing there, then, you know, the news and all can come later. I don't even look at that. Um, and, you know, the whole thing, we took about an hour in the morning. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process. You can make it as short as long as you like. But I think it does set one up for success and for for a good day. Just, uh, yeah, it's so helpful to reflect on it because even now I'm, I'm picturing, you know, because I think I think I said I get out of bed and make coffee. Actually, if I was to go into the detail, I get out of bed, I go and have a pee, and what I'm doing while I'm peeing is standing with my phone in my hand. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is a lovely image for the listeners. Standing with my phone <laughs> in my hand, looking through my notifications and kind of triaging them and oh, going... Oh, gosh, already. Yeah, and going, okay, there's emails, there's WhatsApp, there's BBC News notification, you know, whatever. And I'm kind of scrolling up and down going, what would I look at first? So by the time I finish peeing, I'm then into my first thing. Yeah. This makes me sound insane. But no, it's, it's, it's normal. It's nice it's, to say it out loud. I think it's normal. I think most of the world is operating like that because we've been addicted, if that's a verb, we've been addicted into these devices. So I turn off notifications for almost all of them. Um, the beeps, the screen, everything is off. So I go to them when I want to look to see what's happening. Not the only and, and the notifications I keep are WhatsApp, but that's only when I yeah. you know, drop the thing down, but everything else is off. I'll see it when I choose to, not when they want me to, which is every second of your life. Yeah, it really is. And and in a way we've become, say we as if it's not me, I've become kind of conditioned to believe that that's a good thing. More notifications is a good thing because it means there's a like or there's a comment or there's a message. Therefore, that's a good thing. Whereas if people were posting these through my letterbox and every morning I opened the letterbox and there was like 500 bits of junk mail, <laughs> I'd just throw it straight in the bin. Exactly. And I'm now wondering what it would be like just to do a bit of... So next Wednesday, when I'm, you know, starting this new routine, um, what would it be like just to go cold turkey on notifications? So that if I do... Because it's going to take a while to break some of these patterns. If I do wake up and I'm taking my phone and I'm standing having a pee and looking at my phone and go, oh, there's no notifications there. I wonder how that might break a pattern well there's only one way of knowing right i'll give it a try try or what if you didn't even pick up your phone while you peed what if you just focused on peeing i mean small steps <laughs> <laughs> what if you just focused on peeing i mean that yeah. would that would be really obvious wouldn't it but i think i'm i know that i'm and interesting, even now I'm thinking, well, why would I be getting up at six in the morning on Wednesday? Yeah, why would you, especially when the weather is rainy or cold outside? But I don't have to. I won't have to. I've got nothing in my diary on Wednesday morning. Well, you so can make why... it. Is that normal time for you to get up? Do you like getting up that early? Well, the alarm goes off. Set it for later. With misery well, don't set news. It. Oh, oh, gosh. I cannot believe you set the alarm to news. I mean, it's Radio 4. Dan calls it posh news. But, it's you know... Hell. Can you set it to something more bucolic, like music or chirping birds? Music, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so much unlearning to do. But that feels really exciting. Well, and I think the trick is not to try and do it all at once. Yeah. 
and not try and do like 50 gazillion is, is to build one habit. But it might be the first thing is really just to not have a cigarette in your hand, which is what the phone is, essentially. Oh, yes, because that used to be my routine when I smoked. Oh, you used to smoke? Yeah. I haven't smoked for, oh God, it'll be 14 years. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so, but, but you know, it's it's the same love addiction. You've got to have something in our hand. I mean, just, you're going to pee, just pee. Focus on peeing. Meditate while you pee. It's a peeing meditation. Yeah. And then keep the phone aside, then maybe just keep it for when you meditate to put the timer on, like mm-hmm. inside timer, which many of us are on. That's how this whole meditation group started in a way, because Steve and Jay connected there, and I was on that group and whatnot. But I use that. Mm. And you see who else is meditating with you around the world. And so that gives you a sense, oh, there's other people doing this. I'm not weird. Mm. Actually quite normal. And then give yourself that hour and say, okay, after that, I give myself permission to check Mm. my stuff. I will check it. I'm just not doing it first thing. And so you're not denying yourself. You're just Mm. putting that aside for now because something else is more important. Because I am such a hypocritical bitch. Because if, if I, <laughs> seriously, if I'm in a bar and someone comes in and stands at the urinal looking at his phone, immediately in my head, I'm like, what a loser. <laughs> like a judgment queen comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm doing exactly the same thing just in the privacy of my own home. Exactly. So why am I suddenly such a saint when I'm out going, oh, look at me, I'm just peeing. <laughs> Oh, too funny, Paul. <laughs> I feel like I should um, pay you for coaching rather than recording a podcast because this has felt so, I feel like so many things just have become clear. Just from that question of like, what's your routine? It's sort of getting off the treadmill. And there's so many things on the treadmill that we don't have to be doing or, I mean, the, the world is going on, you know, idiots are doing what they're doing and you don't have to, you know, we find out about it when we find out about it. We just don't have to find out about it <clears throat> in the sort of very precious time when we wake up, which is really mm-hmm. a gift to have that subliminal space before our brain waves shift gears. You can look it up, but um, I can't remember which way f- wavelength we go into which but there's sort of that and the mind is suggestive right so people sometimes do affirmations in the morning it doesn't work for everyone but just being in that space of connecting with yourself and doing your somatic work and just seeing what's going on with me you know what's how are things today you know how can i be kind and loving to myself in this moment and maybe a meditation some stretching swimming is great if you can go do that as well absolutely get the body moving but not as a mainly in it for the speedos but there's still something you know oh yeah let's not forget those but uh, that but that should be the bonus not the <laughs> not the main course <laughs> you are you looking at for you and your speedos or others in their speedos both uh, i love it i like speedos oh i think they're amazing i mean yes. 10 years ago i would never have done it I, okay but now i'm like yeah what if the world's not ready for me and my speedos, then the world needs to change. Exactly. Oh, Speedo Paul. 
I feel like yeah, Dan calls me my shark, like because he just he I'm a shit swimmer, and he jokes about it. when I say to him I'm off for a swim, he's like, oh, here comes the shark. <laughs> I was going to wear a little fin, but no, I really appreciate this. Thank you. I feel like it's given me, it's given me choice. It, mm. I feel like I'm in control of it, rather than just being unconscious of it. And in a paradoxical way, Paul, having that sort of structure is not limiting. It actually gives you freedom. You're not denying yourself anything. You're actually creating a structure that gives you foundation to actually have the freedom you want in your life. And, and but start the day off, right? Because that's what we have. That's the unit of time we have, right? To, to get anything going. It's always when we wake up. Fresh. I will report back. Please. I, I want to see some new habits or some new try. Try these things out. See what works, what doesn't work, right? It could be one week I'll do the morning pages or two weeks. And then mm. I'll, I'll try meditating for five minutes, even five minutes daily if that's mm. hard to sit. First thing, I'll just do five and then build up to seven, then build up to mm. eight. I've had clients and I've had them meditate for one minute mm -hmm. because that's all they can do. Mm. But the moment you do that once, it's a victory. And then the next time you can do it again, and then gradually they can build up. Mm. Always taming the monkey mind, right? The monkey mind wants to go shooting off first thing in the morning. Mm. No, 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 sit quietly, monkey. Which is also what Dan says to me. <laughs> monkey That's mind, it. monkey body. Um, monkey mind, monkey body. I, I can just imagine you swinging from the rafters in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to put my phone down for that. Exactly. <laughs> if you had a tail, you could hold the phone with your tail while you spun. <laughs> well, that's something to work on. And while I'm working on that, let's just say thank you to everyone for listening to another Hopecast. If you like our podcast, and we hope you do, you can give us a rating, five stars only, please. Anything less is homophobic. And you can follow us on all of our socials at Hopecast Podcast. We'll be back again with another episode soon. In the meantime, if you're going to pee, just pee. <laughs>